welcome to Film Shape's Top 5 of 2023. Here to give us their five down to one are Roly. Hello. Here's Merv. Mm, g'day. And Ben. Hello. Now, Parazad can't make it tonight. She's uh, double booked. Mm. Um, but I'll give you her top five and then I'll you know patch that in sometime later. Okay, so, Roly, let's get cracking. Starting What's with your... me. Yeah. Oh, actually, let's go so I can keep track of it. Yeah. I go left around the table. Yeah, why don't we do that? Ben. Sure thing, okay. <laughs> go for it, mate. That's All right, uh, starting off with a fun one. Uh, Dungeons uh, Dungeon & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> okay. Smells that was my very number five as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> nice. You guys just do it together then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've, I've really gotten in. I mean, I've played D&D. I've, like, but this year I really, really got into D&D. Like, I've been reading... <laughs> The Dungeon Master's Guide, I've been like writing my own campaign and all this kind of stuff. And so this movie was just like absolute catnip mm. uh, to me because I was like really deep in it when it came out. And uh, it's just like a really well-written comedy. Like it's not an improv-based comedy. It's all like, you know, because it's like a fantasy movie, like mm-hmm. you can't, it's not like, well, I suppose there's like Your Highness, which was quite a bad yeah. film. But like, you know, it, it's, it's, it reminded me actually a lot of a good D&D campaign in that it's like, it's all of these disparate sort of story threads that all kind of tie together, which is just good storytelling. Yeah. But like, it it was like so much better than so many comedies, just in terms of being well written and well structured, and having really good jokes that actually like honor the source material. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Without being too, you know, it plenty of little in jokes for fellow D and D. Yeah. But I think everyone else and everyone else in the cinema, I think, just laughed. Yeah. So there was their jokes, which everyone got, mm-hmm. and there was a few others where you like the paladin. So many things in that you just go, that's a paladin. Oh, that really, that, that ripped yeah. me up, that paladin joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have any idea what they're talking about? No idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I did like that, though, even though I'm not a, a D&D nerd, like yeah. you two clearly are. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. All right, thank you. Rolly, five. Okay, a uh, bit of a oddball one. Mm. Uh, if you go onto YouTube, you can find this movie. Oh. It's, it's a documentary called Decadence and Downfall. Okay. The world's most expensive party. And it's going back in time. You would love this, I think, Merv. Uh, the Shah of Iran. Oh, yeah. In 1971, through this massive event for all the heads of state from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth did not go. She was advised not to, but uh, Prince <laughs> Philip did, of course, I think. And, yeah, uh, Amelda Marcos, all these yeah. different uh, different kings. I think the, the there's all these stories, the Ethiopian... King brought uh, brought like five bodyguards that slept under his bed during the event and things like that. So it was desperate um, for us. What, what yeah, basically it was a, a celebration of 2,500 years of the Persian Empire mm. was what the Shah was trying to celebrate with this ridiculously crazy event. And they had it out at a uh, place called Persepolis, which mm. was yeah. famously um, conquered by Alexander the Great. And I think they, they burnt it down just in an evening of, of drinking these ancient <laughs> ruins. And, um, yeah, they were looking for hotels around around the area to host this event there. And it's basically in the middle of a desert, awfully yeah. hot. Then they discovered, oh, it, oh, hang on, it's full of scorpions. It's full of snakes. They had to have <laughs> these mat. They killed like 25,000 pieces of wildlife yeah. then they brought all these birds in for to fly in in the fruit trees that, <laughs> that promptly died and the amount of ice and food and wine and these yeah. massive tents that had never been built at this scale before hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> wasted yeah which played into the shah's downfall as well uh, really interesting documentary when was this made uh in the it looked like a 1980s kind of oh really Okay. Kind of production, but how'd you stumble across this? Oh, uh, I don't know. Just, just <laughs> it's <Googling>. comes <laughs> up in my feed when you when you're looking for things. Okay. You know, uh, what else did I have here? I don't know. I, pre- I pretty much said as much as I'm going to yeah, say about okay. it. But it, really interesting yeah, backstory, good. and if you're interested in any yeah. of the history of that region at all, it's definitely right. worth a nice. look. Very cool. Good. Thank you. Merv, anything more to say about the? Uh, um, no, I think I pretty much agree. Um, <laughs> I guess one little thing that I did love in it was the fact that it had practical effects. Mm, yeah. There was practical creatures. And, you know, in this age of just nothing but CGI mm-hmm. mud, almost on some screens, it was nice to yeah. see a bit of old school, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah some and of the monsters, kind of like clearly people in costumes and with animatronics. Right. So yeah. it was really nice to see and that. 
And, and it just looked nice. Yeah, and that <laughs> directing duo, John Francis Daly, and I can't remember the other guy, like, they did Game Night a couple of years ago, and like, they've oh, been yes. doing, like, yeah. they've had kind of a good run of, uh-huh. you know, really tautly made, like, uh, well-scripted and plotted yeah. uh, comedy films. Yeah. Well, it was Hugh Based Grant on nerdy activities. Based on nerdy activities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hugh Grant was in this too, right? Yeah, uh, he was. Okay. In, in getting into his kind of late career... He as a, give a shit, he'll just take whatever. As an enjoyable, <laughs> as an enjoyable yeah. bad guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's really leading into his character actor. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of, uh, yeah. Sort of yeah, persona, nice. yeah. Good. Thank you. Okay, my five is uh, Ken Loach's film The Old Oak. Okay, hello. Hi. Come, yeah. on, come a little closer. Yeah, sorry. The Old Oak. Um, it's supposed to be his last film, Ken Loach. Um, I don't know if it will be, but he's getting on a bit. Um, it's about... Does anyone know about this film? No. No. So it's a group of Syrian refugees. They're being resettled in Durham or somewhere near Newcastle. And some of the locals don't fucking like it, you know. So mm. they're up in arms. And there's one dude in the bar who's trying to support them and help them. And it's great. It's just a really nice, nice sort of nicely pitched film with his politics within. So I enjoyed it. A little bit sad at times, but yeah, very solid. And hopefully it's not his last film, but he's getting old. Would this be like a four-star film for you if you had to uh, go that way? Yeah, 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 I suppose. Yeah, I reckon it probably was. I'm trying to remember what I gave it on, on the blog, but yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Why do you ask? Oh, I just noticed you, the blog has got the star ratings on there, so yeah. 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 And uh, I'm noticing a few of your star four-star films. I was curious, oh, I wonder if that's going to be one of his... I think there's been a lot of three and a half, four stars films this yeah. year. So I had to cut down, I think I've got, a, I think it's probably a dozen, maybe more, three and a halfs, which is, oh, it's just a strange way of doing it. I, I, I have to decide which one I like better, if it's three and a half, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's tough. Mm. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> number four, Ben. Okay, um, this one, um, yeah, I... The, Probably the one I'm least settled on in terms of this list. This is kind of a... Mm. a, a I didn't know anything really about this film uh, before I saw it, but uh, the Netflix film that came out recently, May, December, the uh, Todd Haynes film. Oh, sorry, yeah. Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. um, which is probably the film that made me feel the most uneasy and <laughs> discomforted mm. uh, of any mm. film I saw this year because it deals with a very... Um, Complicated subject matter, yes. let's say. Yeah. Um, and but really, the standout to me in it was the performance by uh, Charles Melton, who played the character of Joe, who was uh-huh. like sort of, you know, someone who was formerly basically the victim of Julianne Moore's character, who was now like married to her. And I didn't really know anything about him. I think he's from uh, Riverdale, the the, oh, the yeah. that show. And he kind of like he looks sort of like a dumb, handsome guy. <laughs> and I was like, "Who's this dude?" And he gets yeah. this amazing, soulful, like really emotionally affecting yeah. and moving performance um, that was probably like one of, if not my favorite performances yeah, okay. uh, of the year. Um, but yeah, it also like also a very darkly funny film that has mm. like such a great like sort of undercutting final scene that sort of like reframes <laughs> the entire lead up to yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah yeah it was just kind of had no expectation to know anything about it going in yeah. and was really kind of well, blown away what did you make of the the music in that film it's like the, the first time you notice it she opens the fridge and it gives you that I don't, I don't think we got enough sausages or something. no yeah I, I mean that was all part of the very heightened like it was kind yeah. of Melodrama, you know, like melodrama yeah, kind yeah. of thing, and so I, I kind of figured it as part of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, otherwise it didn't. Apparently, they they readapt somehow readapt is that what we say for music? I don't know. Rearrange, rearrange. Thank you. Um, the score from the Go Between, the Joseph oh, Losey right. film from seventies. Um, I don't know why they did that, but yeah, it's a, it's weird that film, isn't it? It's it really, it was a very weird film. Great performances, <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, very odd and yeah. it wasn't until I read something else about it at the end that I saw it was in a category of, of for the Golden Globes maybe yeah. a comedy category and I was like yeah. comedy or musical it's not a musical <laughs> so I guess it was a comedy yeah. and it's sort of yeah and I was unsure whether to laugh or not I, yeah. I did a couple of times yeah, yeah. Well, it's something like happiness and it's like it's well it's not like That's happiness in terms of tone no 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 different it? oh. uh, it's Todd Haynes who made like Safe and uh, okay. another Julianne Moore film and yeah 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 okay um 
Whereas that was Todd Solons. Todd, another did, Todd, uh, yeah. Right. Whereas that, that's much more like, a, like Todd Solons is kind of rubbing your nose in it. Whereas this okay. is, I don't know, it's it's making humor out of something very awful, Isn't but that, yeah. like it's kind of using the discomfort of that yeah. the very subject as. Mm. What's funny about it? But yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was very odd, but <laughs> yeah. powerful stuff. Is that in the cinemas now? Is it, uh, I don't know. I saw it on on Netflix. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Number four, Rolly. Oh, okay. So this is, I'm going to say it's a bit of an art film. Okay, which is uh, maybe not the sort of film I'd normally go for, but it's not an art film in a in a kind of Adam Driver sort of way. It's a. What? It's more of a Tilda Swinton. <laughs> well, no. What were those ones he's been in? Like there, there are a Ferrari. Who? Ferrari. That's his marriage Ferrari. story. No. There, well, there was the. I don't know. Actually, let's not even go there. That's, <laughs> that's, no, that's, I know what you mean. He crosses over. He's, the, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And they're always okay. rather pretentious, and you know, some okay. people would see this film as pretentious as well. But it, it's actually, um, it's called First, oh, Last, and First Men. Uh, it's a sci-fi based on the 1930s story by British author Olaf Stepp- Stapleton. Stapledon. Stapleton. Stapleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read that? No. Yeah. No. So it's uh, picturing the human species two billion years in the future. Okay. And Tilda Swinton basically narrates, and the only shots there's no real characters of it to, in it to speak of apart uh-huh. from the narrator, but the shots are all of these. They're called. Um, Spomenic sculptures in the former Yugoslavia, these mm. Cold War sculptures that were built between the 60s and 90s, just slow pans of these, what okay. appear in the film and through the subject matter to be massive monuments, and in reality they're much smaller than that. But, um, okay. yeah, I just uh, it just kind of relied on really the narrative to, yeah. to draw you in, and it, it's quite a short film. I think it's only an hour long. So what does Adam Driver do in this? <laughs> Adam Driver would have spoiled this film, for sure. <laughs> oh, so t- Swinton uh, narrates that. Yeah, okay, it's right. just the narrator okay. and the shots and the story, and mm. that's it. And it, it just kept me engaged. I, right, I think yeah, I, okay. I like this style of sci-fi. And, and it, you know, you've got to kind of have yeah. a bit of imagination to think, yeah. well, what, what sort of story are you going to tell about the human race Two billion years in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot. There's a couple of Werner Herzog documentaries, like Lessons of Darkness, and I think Encounters at the End of the World, mm, which the are like, Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, and they're sort of like sci-fi narration over, uh, you know, okay. like this sort of abstract imagery that. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, It sounds like a similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so definitely yeah. check out Lessons of Darkness. It's, oh, okay. it's incredible. What's this one called again? For Last and First Last Men. Last and First Men. Right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. No. What are you oh, smiling? Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm going for the highly artistic film John Wick 4. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. This is where Shady gets angry. No, I haven't. I've only no. seen one and it was all right. I'm not. Yeah. There's nothing to get angry no, about. No, it was um, just, yeah, good fun action movie. Um, the overhead, uh, was it uh, Dragonfire shotguns or whatever they were? Thing where they're going through the yeah. in, going through the building was just, yeah, one of the best action scenes I thought I okay. saw this year. Um, it's a bit long, a bit repetitive, but. It's great action, great fun. Simple as that. I was entertained. That's all you need sometimes, yeah. Good, thank you. And Reeves is still in that, isn't he? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, cool. You can't have John Wick without him. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He he rocks up to the club that's, you know, there's an event in his honour and the doorman doesn't recognise him. He just stays outside in the rain and gives money to homeless people. No. no. Is in the movie? No, no, this is on. Oh, there, is, there is a scene in Facebook. John Wick 1 where he is quite kind to a bouncer yeah. at a club. Yes. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Is there, yeah, he's he's just a bit of an internet meme these days okay. of just being the coolest the Hollywood guy. actor that's a really nice guy. Oh, good on him. I'm sure yes. he's an asshole. <laughs> Cut. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, my number four, Rolly, you saw this with me, I think. It's After Sun. Oh, yeah. No, you, yeah. you did like that. I did, I yeah. It, it, yeah. It was probably going to be number two until recently, actually. Um, it's the debut feature from uh, Charlotte Wells. It's about a dad and his daughter going to Turkey on holiday. It's, I, I think him and his wife are separated, right? And uh, there's something bubbling. Like We don't know what's going on with this guy. Is he, is he suicidal? Is he mentally challenged in some way it's, it's she's trying to deal with it later like, but this is all done in flashback right mm. um and she sees she's trying to remember I, I guess piece together how this holiday went and if maybe she can pinpoint what happened to the dad I'm not sure we ever really find out what happened to him after this holiday do we there's a nightclub scene yeah 
plays over and over again and yeah know, these are just the little things I remember from it but you, yeah you, you it was, have a sort of disdain look on your face well, no you, I just you thought it was average did yeah. you okay yeah, I just thought I thought it was much higher I, than average mm, as a, it, it just seemed like a very personal project for the director oh yeah yeah, yeah. which is the, you know as a piece of art that's the just, adult yeah. uh, version of of that character in the film looks really a lot like the director so she even cast it similar mm. to her so yeah okay but it's got Paul Mescal in it he's a bit of a um he's a bit of a what, what would you call it bet, 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 bet. I was going to say bet noir that's wrong isn't it he's quite a a thing at the moment yeah so okay. we can think of a better word than thing move help me he's popular at the moment <laughs> anyway he's riding the wave of... he's, yeah he's an yeah. it guy it's an it guy <laughs> thanks <laughs> that'll do it um anyway yeah that was great I'd um, I'd recommend that after sun on to number 3s aren't we we are indeed. Yes. Ben. Uh, my number three um, is Killers of the Flower Moon. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's very good. I saw it twice uh, in the space of a week, which emotionally I don't really recommend. Uh, it's a very heavy film. Um, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's Scorsese. Um, after, I mean, uh, the, um, the Irishman I found a bit, like, kind of dragged a bit. Okay. And this is, like, a similarly, like, long film. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, I don't know, it just felt so much more emotionally engaging, like, uh, really, like, I mean, a, a devastating film in mm. so many ways. Um, and, like, yeah, I, like, yeah, really just incredible, powerful stuff made by one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone should watch it. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's I think it's coming to stream soon if you, if you can't be in the cinema for three and a half Why hours. Why not just be on Apple? <laughs> yeah. Is, is uh, I think film. it would be on Apple, yeah. I, <coughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's just an Apple film. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to try and get to that. Yeah. 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 All right, thank you. Really. Okay, um, Talk To Me. Oh, uh, yeah. Australian horror, mm. which we, uh, I've got the directors written down here. Danny and Michael. Philippou. Yeah, you got right. it. Okay. Yeah, he's good, he's good. Um, yeah, yeah centres around a mysterious uh, kind of embalmed hand yes. that falls into, in, into the games of teenagers who take things too far. There's, bit of, it, there's plenty of kind of tropes, well-used tropes in this film, but I, I think it, it's just done in a way that's really classy. Mm. And I, for someone that, yeah, I do have a bit of cultural cringe when it comes to Australian okay. films yeah. sometimes, and mm -hmm. and this this just didn't feel Good. bad to me at all. And yeah. I, I, if I compare it to what often gets thrown around as a great Australian horror film, something like The Babadook, Okay. I just I like to say this is like three times better than okay. that. Okay, I've not seen Easily. that. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, really enjoy mm. it. And yeah. it's, it's scary. It's in my top ten, but it's, it's yeah. yeah, not in the five. But yeah, that's, that was. That I, was I good, think wasn't it? It might, are these guys from Adelaide? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 yeah they nice. had a, a, a YouTube channel called Racker Racker. Has anyone heard of that? No. 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 Apparently, that's that was big with the kids. It's oh. like it sounds like a bogan jackass. <laughs> yeah, jack -a jackass, jackass. Yeah. Anyway, as opposed to a redneck one. <laughs> yes, right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's good. Recommended, isn't it? It's, it's quite creepy. Too. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, move. Uh, mine is Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Mm, okay. Yep. Uh, again, uh, this pretty much rivals old uh, John Wick in great action scenes. Uh, the climb through the train, the bike jump, mm. the, the proper. So I saw this not long after seeing the la the latest um, Fast and Furious piece of okay. fucking shit garbage, okay. crap thing. Tell us what you really think about that franchise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a terrible film. Okay, um, and to see like a proper, practical, real mm. bash and crash, you know, car chase, not CGI crap, mm -hmm. and that fight in the Venice alley. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. I can say tension, action. Mm -hmm. Bit of a weird story. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I kind of followed well, it's, it. And it's half, half a film almost yeah. as well, isn't it? And yeah. but all yeah, a gripping fun <clears throat> ride. And yeah, yeah, we saw it. And um, did we see it together? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were uh, we were a bit late to the party on it because yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, something happened. Or anyway, we yeah. just kind of a bit late, and we saw yeah. it on some tiny little screen. But it still mm. it still gripped you. Yeah, it was, and, that, that train sequence was amazing. Yeah, and I'm just surprised that the Mission Impossible films aren't bigger than they really are. Yeah, I don't think this one did that well. Surprisingly, I don't think did like. But the last yeah. few, like they've been up around a billion. Yeah. Um, in terms of like revenue, haven't they? Whereas this one, I think, was a fairly big drop off. Yeah, I think it just hit a bad time. Well, I think I, get... it got, I think it got caught up in uh, 
Barbieheimer or whatever you call maybe. it. Could it could it be the fact that people know it's a first part and they maybe they're waiting for the Well, they have changed the marketing of the second yeah. part and oh. they're calling it they're not calling it Dagger Reckoning Part Two. It's like really? it's got a different yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, you know, huh. Dune did well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was less yeah. annoyed with the end of this one because I kind of was I didn't know Dune was going to be half a film until at the end of it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, is that the end of it? What's Even the bit on? where it said part one at the very start of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it said like Dune, yeah, part one. Even new glasses. <laughs> no, I, did, I, didn't expe- I just didn't expect the way it would end. This one kind of ended and you could, you could feel that the ending was coming after that. Yeah. Right, yeah, so it was less of a surprise for me. But, mm. Okay, yeah, it was a pretty good film. Number three, it's the another film by an old director who's probably nearing the end, who's said this is going to be his last. It's Miyazaki. Oh, uh, yeah. He's uh, the boy and the heron. Um, uh, it's, it, it's, I think it's up there with his, almost up there with um, Spirited Away, as he's mm. probably in the top two or three of his films. Mm. It's really good. He does. He's a great animator, of course, and it always looks quite... Attractive. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was in Japan for a bit, but it, it's sort of almost nostalgic to see this this kind of film. Hmm. The story's bonkers, um, <laughs> as per usual. Yeah. Does anyone remember Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah. 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 So that one I thought started well and sort of tailed off into a bit of nonsense. Mm. But this one doesn't let go. It's sort of it. Keep, it's still nonsense, but it's it's, it's cultural. Culture, <laughs> maybe that's it. No, but this sort of made more sense. The ending, I thought, Hal was a little bit sort of yeah. just wafted a bit and drifted. Yeah, like I wouldn't say I necessarily know exactly what all the metaphorical parts of yeah. Heron are about. Sure, but like it did feel that it was all making one yeah sort of point. Yep, yep, that's true. Mm. Um, when that point is, I guess the that grief. It's the grief of well, the, that early on the boy's mother dies. Yeah, or does she? Let's say she mm. doesn't. Oh, I don't. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. Um, but that's in the in the beginning of it, and he heads to the countryside with his father, and then also like a bit a big heron that isn't quite a bird, it's like a man or a creature. Yeah, sort of. Uh, sort of. A... What you'd call this thing? Yeah, a creature. I think a man creature. Dressed as a bird. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's so quite weird. And there's these little, I would guess they're eggs, human eggs. That yeah. They're in the underworld and they're floating up to be born. And yeah, like the souls of people yeah. that need to be born, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, stuff it, in it. it takes a lot from Japanese myth and their ghost stories. And, yeah. yeah. Which, mm. uh, you know. But a lot of it is also, I reckon, there's always, not always, there's often an old wise geezer in these films. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to Spirited Away, it's the spider guy in the, at the bottom with all the legs and shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, Supposed to be one of the other Ghibli guys, I think Takahata, but I get the feeling mm-hmm. it's really Miyazaki himself. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of interpreted like the old man to be Miyazaki, yeah. and the parrot king to be a representation of his son Gora, who he is disappointed in and doesn't want to pass his legacy. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I didn't go that far. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I mean, that may just be me reading the film based on the context of what I know about Miyazaki. Yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, it's it's it. I don't know how long it is, but it never gets boring. It, mm. it, it does get a, quite weird, which is always good yeah. for Miyazaki. But yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I very much saw it as like a sort of a, an inversion or like a, 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 a companion piece to Spirited Away. And mm. it dealt with a lot of the same things. Yeah. But it was yep. much more like Spirited Away is about like a, a young... Well, I mean, they're both about young protagonists, but yeah. like... Yeah, Boy and the Heron felt much more like a film by someone at the end of their life reflecting yes. on okay. you know, the finality of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. in that, in that, he's sort of, he's sort of touched. I can't remember exactly what I wrote in the blog, but he's touched on a lot of the stuff that he's done throughout his career. The raindrops and yeah. the, the people running, like the, his own. Only he does that style of running that people do. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really. I would get into it if I were you guys. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Number two. Getting up there. Getting in there. Okay. Uh, another, another, another fun one. Or at least I found this movie a lot of fun. Uh, Blackberry. The uh, the Canadian film oh, yep. by uh, Matt Johnson about oh. the creation of the BlackBerry okay. uh, oh. mobile device, uh-huh. um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not familiar with Matt Johnson, he's a Canadian director who's made. I also watched uh, his second most recent film, Operation Avalanche, which is like what I found interesting about him, and I think he's the best 
sort of director doing this, mm-hmm. uh, like in terms of working with like found footage or like like fake documentary documentary stuff. Like Operation Avalanche is a film about faking the moon landing. Like like it's the ca- he plays a character who works at NASA and realizes they can't get to the moon, so they're mm-hmm. gonna have to fake it. Huh. And it's about like them working out how to fake the moon landing while working okay. at NASA. But it's like filmed on like cameras from the 60s uh. and he uses actual film stock and so similar to that with this movie it's he's filmed it on kind of it has the look of you know being made in the early 2000s okay and uh yeah he he has a really interesting uh you know verite style a lot of the performance like in, in contrast with mm. dungeons and dragons like this is a very like improv based kind okay. of movie i believe uh which he uses a lot and just incredible performances. Uh, Glenn Howerton, in particular, uh, from Always Sunny, uh, plays Jim. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but like you know, the kind of like driven businessman who makes BlackBerry, like takes it from okay. a company run by a bunch of nerds with no marketing sense and turns it into like one of the biggest companies in the world. Hmm. Um, and it's also like in a, in a like you know you have movies like Air, which is kind of like, hey, how good is it? that people who work for this big corporation made a product and it made so much money. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is a film very much like, look at these goddamn idiots and their (laughs) greed and their, like, selfishness Ah, and how that destroys everything. Yeah, (laughs) okay. So it's the inverse of that air film, I guess. Did you also see the one on um, Tetris? That was maybe going to be in my uh, <laughs> worst films. Oh, oh that's interesting. I, uh, I got some hot takes on that. Well, that's a movie. similar kind of film. Yeah, isn't it, the yeah. Film? Or I think it was just showing the weirdness and yeah. Because if you make a film about Tetris, you're going to have to stretch something, aren't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't imagine how they would do that. Yeah. We'll find out later. Thank you. That was called Blackberry. Blackberry. Yeah. Nice. Rolly, number two. Uh, yeah, number two, I, I can't deny the joy that I got from Leave the World Behind, the Netflix okay. special with uh, Julia Roberts, apocalyptic... Right. Joy, of, you say? It was, it, was just fun. <laughs> it was just fun to watch, and, yeah. and the humour really pulled it through. Like, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. didn't like it? Not really. Yeah, I, I just found... No, not know, terrible, but I wouldn't... It just, it, it just pushed all the, all the right buttons for me. Yeah. I think... I really liked the way they. It was what they didn't say about the 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 attacks that mm. were happening. Basically, the premise is uh, yeah, kind of strange attack starts to happen on on America, but no, yeah. you're never sure if it's from a nation or a terrorist group or what's going on. Yeah. All these strange events uh, start happening. The the scene with the Tesla motor vehicles cool. yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Julia Roberts does some daggy dancing. Like it just, it just kept me engaged. It's, and it's kind of a slow film mm-hmm. in a way, but and yeah, maybe maybe not a lot happens. But I just think it's a, it really is a film that captured the feeling of 2023, especially okay toward towards the end of 2023. They're seeing this. I think it, it's yeah, the right film for the right time. It had something of a zeitgeist about it. It sort of reminded me a bit of Don't Look Up. Yeah, yeah, but it was better. Like, I think it was a lot better than that as a film. Yeah, I'd say they were of a par, to be honest. Yeah, no, I I think... Yeah, yeah, I think this one did something more clever, in a way, in terms of what it held back. It did. That was the good part of it. Like, it did keep you guessing. Where, you know, whereas Don't Don't Look Up was very clear what what the problem was, and you either believe it or you don't. That was more farcical, too, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Yeah, one of the better apocalyptic kind of nightmare scenario films I've seen in a long time. Right. <laughs> All right, thank you. Number two. Um, well, you know, you've got to pay credit to directors who take a swing. Okay. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sounds like you're preparing the ground for something here. <laughs> I am. So it took me a while to think. I wasn't too sure if I liked this film or not, but the more I thought about it, the more I actually really end up really, really liking this. Okay. And that is Damien Chazelle's Babylon. And then day, I... Yeah, I, you know, he took a swing. Mm-hmm. I say he nailed eighty percent of it. <laughs> yep. um, the last twenty minutes or so is a bit of cinematic wank. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. do you know, what? <clears throat> and the weird LA underbelly stuff, which was just you know, kind of like <laughs> I want to do a bit of a James Elroy novel here. Yeah. Um, you know that stuff went her, but the rest of it, I just loved it. Just this pure joy of that showing, and I don't. Oh, it's probably not real at all, but. The pure chaos 
of yeah. a silent era. Yeah. Of just the absolute gun ho attitudes, yeah. the insane people that were part of it. Yeah. Um, Robbie was great in it, mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, Brad Pitt was great Hasn't in been it. Better for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the oh, was it Diego Calva? Mm-hmm. He was a bit of a nothing in it, but I think yeah, he had to be I mean, a bit of a nothing to, be, yeah, yeah. to float through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really kind of took me a while to go back and think about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really did, enjoyed did Babylon. We see that together? Yes, we did. Yeah. We went to the opening. The preview, there was the band. Yeah. There was, That's right. I think I talked, rocked up in shorts and a t shirt, and everyone else was kind of in suits and <laughs> all, you know, looking very flash yeah, for the, nice, uh, the nice. premiere and all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was just. Well, look what I've got written as my I, number two. It's oh, a, yeah, I knew it. I knew Why? It. Why'd you know that? Just the way I'm, you were acting. Yeah, yeah, and I okay. thought, this isn't good. They're going to agree on this. <laughs> this isn't good. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of verve, this guy. Right? He, he's the guy that did First Man as well. I think you quite liked that, didn't yeah. you? That one? Yeah. yeah, that was all right. And, and LA, LA Land? LA, La La Land. Oh, La La Land. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and the great Whiplash. So it's, I think Whiplash is mm. maybe... Oh, no, I think Babylon could be edging Whiplash now for me, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's just, it starts like a fucking rocket and it yeah. just doesn't let up. It's quite a long film, too. Yeah, if, if anything, and the, probably the reason it didn't get didn't get into number one spot was that last, it was a little bit indulgent, I think, the yes. last bit. Not, maybe not 20 minutes, but it, especially the last sort of run through of all the sort of... Um, the history of the cinema. Division. Yeah, the yeah, history of the cinema, the... that was it. Um, yeah, but, oh, great. It, those two setups, the party scene at the beginning and yeah. then the the scene on on location, just so tension sort of on the yeah, just want to get closer to the the, the screen. It was it does drag amazing. you in, yeah, and just yeah. makes you a part of the decadence. The, yes, and it just you know you can clearly see the little bits you know the when the was it the the big fat wreck whatever kills the girl it's all oh, nearly fatty, you know, fatty arbuckle, fatty arbuckle. Yeah. so it's taking yeah. all the myth and legend yeah. and. Is yeah. um, a three-hour film, this one as well? Probably it's quite about long. that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it was a long one, but yeah. until the last 20 minutes or so, 10, 20 minutes, yeah, it, does it turn just into... whipped you along. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the story sort of changes into a little bit of a... Um, oh, so there's, there's some gangsters, and it gets a little bit sort of... Yeah, but it's the morality generic. tale of... Well, yeah. not morality, but it, the freedom, the chaos, the do what you want of the silent era to the corporatization and that's what and that, yeah. LA from a small little country town almost into the centre mm. and just kind of almost as it became corporatized and and hit your mark. You must stand there, the yeah. sound booth and you know, everything became But I think almost, that, that's what it um, just dragged that evil in with it. I think that's what mm. those two parties, the one at the beginning yeah. and the one at the end in the underbelly of yeah. with the Fucking crocodile and a oh, guy eating rats and shit. Something like that, horrible. yeah. It sort of showed the, okay, this is, that's all out in the open. Now we have to go underground to see all this sort of Yeah, but the, the party at the start had nothing. This, that no, was no, just... no, 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 but it's sort of the way that people saw Hollywood, I yeah. think, at the time. Like, that everything was okay to go and now we have to sort of hide some things, I suppose. So. Yeah, and it just got yeah. seedy and, yeah, I think it just yeah. Yeah, showed mm. sex, drugs and rock and roll, great time. Weird stuff in underground bunkers with <laughs> sex fiends and, and was Flea the, was that no Flea was in it. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing it, but I can't um, remember what bit. Yeah, Spider Man was in it too. That he was the gangster. Guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was Toby Maguire. Yeah, he was the drugged up. Yeah, but he was bad drugged up, not good drugged up. Yes. <laughs> and that was kind of the weird thing about it. But yeah. you know, he took a swing yeah. and he pretty I think he succeeded. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he just just home run just over yeah. the. Six just over the boundary. There you go. <laughs> I think I got a finger to it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try and hold you fight. Nice. Tip yeah. the fingers, but still went for six. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and I've got nothing more to say on that. It's just yeah, it's a great. It's it's invigorating. I would say <laughs> that's all. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone's done there. Down to two. Now we're up to number one. Number one. Let's okay. Go. Well, speaking of movies that start in high year and do not let up, uh-huh. uh, my number one film of the year. Um, honestly, maybe the film that like. I felt more like electrified by it than any film I can remember in living memory. Uh-huh. Uh, How to blow up a pipeline. Oh yes, yeah, right. uh, yeah which I <clears throat> I'd like heard an interview with the directors of it, um, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. And then like, it's a it's a movie which is like. I, I honestly, as I was watching, I was like, "Is this allowed? Am mm, I going to be mm. arrested for watching this movie?" You see this at Rev? 
I did not see it at Red, uh, no, okay. I, uh, I downloaded a copy of it right. from somewhere. Yep. Um, that's what you'd be arrested for. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd be arrested for. Well, look, I think, I'm pretty sure the people who made this movie are They'd okay with you stealing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's like, it is such a political and polemical mm. film that is like, like the baseline of the film is like, hey, look, mm. like it might be necessary to destroy corporate property if we want to stop mm. the world from mm. burning and this is how you might have to go about it. Yep. And it's like, yeah, a really powerful political film that like is also a like really engaging, fast-paced was, yeah. like thriller. I was going to say that. It's not just a, a, a polemic. It's it's done almost Tarantino-esque, isn't it? The mm. way they do little chapters for each person yep. and how it comes yep. together. It's a really good film. I, I don't know much about this. I've heard <coughs> the name of the film, but mm. I don't know anything about it. Is it a... Is, documentary no or? no so i believe the original text uh, it's based on a book called how to blow up a pipeline which is like an academic right. like text which is sort of i think it's like a cultural history but also like does cover like how like small cells of resistance groups kind of form and that sort of thing uh-huh. and this movie is a sort of fictionalized account of a group of people coming together and conspiring to blow up a pipeline mm. and how they how they yeah, go about doing it. and it is like it's very documentary like in how it's filmed yeah. um but it is it is fictional there's a couple of names in it. I, I, I've seen a few of the actors in before, but not not too many of them. Um, incidentally, I watched this at Revelation Film Festival, and to introduce it, I wouldn't. I suppose to introduce it, but to have a few words to the audience mm. was a, a young a woman representative of BHP. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. Wanted to put that two cents in. Quite the opposite. Um, a woman from I can't remember the name of the organisation, but. She was a student, I'd guess. And she had a word about, you know, yes, we may have to do this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Pull it back a little while. Yeah. There might be some people out here you don't want to <laughs> talk like that around. Um, a few weeks later, she was arrested for <laughs> the, the, the uh, attacking the house of... Oh, right. So uh, who's that um, CEO Woodside. from Woodside? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was that. What, with paint? I don't something. remember. Like, were they going to film it or something? I can't remember what they were going to yeah, do. Yeah, were they just loitering outside or something? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. But she was arrested with a couple of other people. It was that the same one. Mm. Oh, she's, don't know, yeah, she's hey, got the courage she, of her convictions. Yeah, she's walking the walk. <laughs> so well done, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is a really good film, actually. Mm. Yeah, Number one. Number one. With a bullet. Nice. Okay, roll it. All right, I'm, well, I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> with a bullet. I was going to say, yeah. It's <laughs> quite, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it to Nick Cage. Okay. With Dream Scenario. Oh, really? Uh, the okay. director, you, you will know. Christopher Borgley. Thank you. The Danish Thank guy, you. I think. It's... Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. That uh, The first 20 minutes of Cage's performance in this film, it was just so funny. We saw it together. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. you enjoyed it as well. Probably not as much not as Not as me, much as you, but I did but, like it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, I just found myself laughing all the way yeah. through it. And it was kind of, and it's a great take on the culture war. And um, yeah, I... Again, another sort of film for the moment in a way. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the way he, you you he's quite a dislikable character throughout mm. this film, yep. really. But you do have some more sympathy for him yeah. as as the as it goes on because he he is kind of victimised in in that way. And I, I think it's yeah, it's that uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, I can't even remember. Oh, sympathy, that'll do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, basically the professor that enters everyone's dreams and uh, <laughs> it's just a, a, it does a bizarre story. Yeah, it is. It's you know, very it weird. It is a very strange did, story. Did, it was Parazad who saw Sick of Myself, I had a preview to that as well. Same director, and he's got some balls, this guy. He does some really off-the-wall kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, he made, in Sick of Myself, uh, a character wants attention, so she takes these off-the-market Russian drugs and <laughs> gets a... Gets so sick that her face starts falling off and shit. <laughs> horrendous. That was at the Scandinavian Film Fest or something. Yeah, or... No, I think it was. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. We saw a preview. Uh, saw a preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> You're like, right. You want to go see that one? Yeah. Like, no. You were like, no, I won't. But I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I haven't. Yeah. Al- yeah, I haven't had the highest opinion of Nick Cage over the years, and uh, and so it's nice to kind of feel myself to turn around Cage's, and actually appreciate. He's great in the his fact more that, recent work. Like, yeah, you can sort of forget that how good. An actor, this guy is. I reckon. Yeah. No, when he does, he's mm. sort of. I mean, Nick what Cage. was that film that he's, you, he did? That fucking um, religious film about the plane. Oh or yeah, I can't remember. Oh, Left Behind. Left, there was we that go. Left Behind. Yeah, was the those Christian kind of things. Type. And Very then he strange. does the sort of really 
over the top stuff. And he's actually in this one, he's not over the top at all. He's I guess really he's had strained and he's had so much more practice <coughs> than many other act, film actors at yeah. doing what he's doing in, yeah. in a way. So that because um, yeah. what was the other one I saw uh, this year as well was the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, yeah. Also was that was, this year? It must have been last year. I, I saw mean, sorry, it this 23. year. No. I saw it this year. But, did you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, twenty three. And Renfield, not, not which year. we just saw downstairs a little bit. Renfield off. Yeah. was all right. It was okay. You know, yeah. But that's a, that's his ham stage, I think. But yeah, he goes to yeah. do something like this, and it's. I mean, actually, I think Pig was his ham stage. Pig. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. That's why you're here, Ben. <laughs> if there was ever a joke that was going to blow up the microphone, that was it. <laughs> yeah, look at the peaks on that yeah. baby. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Dream scenario number one. Murph number one. <clears throat> um, my number one is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Is it? I mm. cannot believe that. A film about nerds talking about physics. <laughs> yep, had me gripped for so long. Mm. I mean, that film ripped along. Yeah, I was yep. thoroughly entertained. The performances were great. Um, yeah, just tight dialogue. I don't think there was an inch of film wasted in no, that film. I think you're probably right. Yeah. And having seen some bloated stuff, mm-hmm. something to be three hours long. But yeah. I mean, what would you cut? <laughs> I mean, you kind of went through it. Like, no, it all kind of made sense. There. It's too much material, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I just thought it was just a, just a well-made, mm. well-structured, sound, everything. Just film. Yeah, I really liked it. My criticism yeah. of that, I think, as we yeah. spoke about it at the time, was, it, yeah, you might not cut something, but it might have been better served by being a miniseries or something uh, and add some more that. of the explana- yeah. explanatory information. To that second half. It's the it's Google got world. Pretty in depth. There. Mm. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, know. at the same yeah. time, yeah, it's a world you can you can go. There's documentaries. There's all sorts of things out yeah. there. You know, yeah. if it catches your attention. Do we do we do a podcast on that? One? Yes. I think. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I probably explained then. Yeah. Like for me, that's a four star film, but I didn't like it as much as some of the other, even some of the three mm. and a half star films. I think it's almost perfect, perfectly made. Just didn't. Get me in the guts, you know. Well, got me. Uh, I enjoyed the same, and I think because I had listened to um, some historians tell the story of it beforehand, so Mm. I kind of knew that that stuff you were talking about was already in my head. So as it whipped along, I went, "All right, that they're there." That's like when they go to Los uh, Alamos. The reason he knows it is because he grew up around. That's where he and his brother would go riding on their summer holidays. So he knew that land, yeah. so he had a link to it, and just you know little things like sure, that. So yeah. a little scene of them riding went. Mm-hmm. That's because of the family history there, and when he did the poison the apple or whatever, they talked about what a complete nut job he was as <laughs> yeah, a young yeah, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and that, how, that, I think that's just won some Golden Globes, hasn't it? It won four. Did it? Okay, Murphy, film, probably r- a r- sound, sound, a score, okay. and um, Downey Jr. Downey Jr. too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay, thank you, Merv. Uh, my number one, I'm not sure if anyone's... Drum roll. No one has mentioned it, but so I'm wondering if any of you guys have seen it. Salt Burn. That's I have not seen it. We were talking about it. Yeah, we were talking about it downstairs. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's it's polarised a lot of the film-going community, yeah. this mm. film. Has anyone else seen this here? No, no yet, it's yet. on okay. Um, Prime. Okay. So I'm it's sitting there and okay. it's on my list it's of things to watch. fucking hilarious. And I, as I was watching this film... Spool out. I was thinking, yeah, this is this is getting good. I'm starting to enjoy this. And huh. can they keep going in this vein? And they they didn't they didn't let their foot off the pedal. And as I'm thinking more about the sort of um, not the style or the pace or anything, but the the intent. What's the film about? Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's don't spoil it. Yeah, without spoiling. <laughs> right. So it's a kind of. Does anyone remember um, uh, the oh, the film with Damon and Law? Talented Mr. Ripley. Mr. Ripley. So it's sort of like that, I think. It's um, Barry Keown. Keown? Keown? Um, plays this sort of middle-class, poorish kind of guy who gets into Oxford or Cambridge. I can't remember which one. Is he the guy from Banshees? Yeah, the, the young kid in the Banshees. Drowns, yeah. <coughs> yes. Spoiler. And, uh, and he gets involved with this clique of sort of rich kids. Um can I say it anymore without spoiling it? Gets involved, gets in, wants to become part invi- of it. Yeah, he gets invited oh, okay. to the to the manor house of this rich kid uh-huh. and sort of doesn't belong but sort of worms his way into this family. Um, and certain things happen along the way. Okay. Certain 
certain controversial things, but that I found just fantastic. No, just you're being so vague. Certain <laughs> things happen. Certain things happen. Are we in comedy territory? Oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's, okay. it's hilarious, but it's also kind of satirical. Um, so, okay, the, the, the big chuckles come from Richard E. Grant and Rosamund Pike okay. as this rich kid's parents. Um, and the drama, I guess, comes from how this guy worms his way into the, the, the fortunes of the family, I suppose. Mm. Um, it's from... Emerald Fennell, who directed Promising Young Woman. I think you were quite taken with this recently. Yes, yeah. yes, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, ah, it's just, it, it's fantastic. And I, I'm, I, I can understand the people who say it's, it's sort of shallow and it doesn't, it, it's a little bit, doesn't quite have the courage of its convictions, but I disagree mm. with that bit. It's, I, I think it's, it's setting up. The thing that it does that I really liked is it doesn't vilify the rich people in it. Which is usually the the form for that kind of yeah, thing. They're, yeah, they're, okay. Oh, they're hateable <clears throat> wankers. They're, they're goofballs, but they're actually not as malicious as the star, as the right. leader. Like trading not places, jumped middle class <laughs> boy who should know <laughs> his oink. place. Yeah, right. And it's making people like like me uh, feel <laughs> sort of sorry almost for the rich people. And that's a fucking incredible thing yeah, to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I. I never do that. No, <laughs> no, you love how to blow up a pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's a great film. I would certainly recommend that one. Great. Um, now, oh, and now let's pause for a moment for Parasad's five down to one. Take it away, Parasad. Hi guys. Uh, sorry, I couldn't make it to the recording. So, my five to one. Um, Best movies I saw in 2023. Number five is um, a little bit off the wall. Hudson Hawk is a movie, I think, from the 90s or maybe even the 80s. I forgot to write down the year. Uh, But it was Bruce Willis before he really became the um, macho action star we all know and recognise. And it's him playing a very camp very ridiculous, amazingly funny cat burglar. Um, and it's it's great. It's fun and silly and it's a heist and it's, oh, it's just a good movie. So that was number five. Number four is a throwback to a movie from the late 60s. It's 1969's Bruce Cassidy and, oh, sorry, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Number three was the D&D movie with, that's the, the newest D&D movie starring Chris Pine. As I'm sure doesn't surprise any of you, I am a massive nerd and a fond, fond D&D player. Number two um, was a bit more serious, uh, was back at the very beginning of the year, The Whale with Brendan Fraser. Uh, and finally, my number one film, which objectively, I have to say, I think The Whale is actually a better film, Um, but I put this film above it just because I kept coming back to it throughout the year, and random things would make me think about the film and about the performances. Um, So this was Living by Bill Nye, or with Bill Nye, I should say. Very subtle little film um, about a man with a terminal diagnosis um, choosing to live out the end of his days as he sees fit Um, and the contrast between that and the nine-to-five workaholic uh, corporate slave that he was before that. Um, In some ways this could have been really heavy-handed social commentary that was just trite and cliched and oversimplified. But I actually think they did a really good job of portraying the ideas of, you know, what it means to live and what it means to make a living Um, well. I think they did it really well and very thought-provokingly. 
Um, and yeah, I kept coming back to it over and over throughout the year. So that's my number one, Living Starring Bill Nye. So now... Um, 46 minutes in. It's t- Thank you. Now it's time for our... Is that a t- oh, was it turkey it? or a stink? Oh, that was a, yeah. oh, that's it, the turkeys. Um, <clears throat> so I, I guess you've got a few, Ben, but just hit, um, hit us with your, yeah, uh, your, your main turkey. Okay, so... Well, okay, so... I mean, look, my main turkey, I did say I was maybe going to talk about Tetris. My main turkey was not so much a film as a, a, an experience I had while watching a film. <laughs> oh, um, All right. Which, which, is, which is the first time that I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. There was a guy in the row in front of me who was eating popcorn, like, one piece at a time for, like, the first two hours of the film. And then he, he finished the popcorn. There was none left. About 15 minutes later, he goes up, buys another box of popcorn, Long and movie. spends the last hour eating that box of popcorn. So I'm just like sitting through this powerful, amazing, like masterpieces of the film, like just listening to this guy's mm. chewing, masticating mouth sounds the whole time. It's kind of why I had to go and see it again. Yeah, right. I, I, that's interesting. Do you think usually people top end their popcorn eating or their snack eating? They usually do. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? I usually yeah. get through most of the popcorn during the previews. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> we're running that stuff. You're going to trough there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn trough for Ben. Uh, yeah, that's it. You um, don't usually hear people no. eating also, right Also, you don't usually hear people eating popcorn in a serious three-hour meditation on, yeah. like, ethnic cleansing. Yes, like, right. <laughs> it's not a popcorn film. That's not a popcorn Loving this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Wow. So, um... If far be it from me to suggest, though, mm. do you actually have a, a, a bad movie? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, so, I mean, I, I'm on record as saying I don't watch bad films. Uh, right. Because if I get five minutes into a film and I don't like it, I just turn it off. Right, wait, right, uh, okay. Which is kind of what I did with Tetris. Okay. Um, a film which, I don't know, like, I, I deeply love video games, and Tetris is, is legitimately an important work of art as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And to turn it into this movie about the guy who bought the international distribution rights to it, like, similar to my, you know, disliking of the film Air, or it's just about, like, a middleman in a corporate system, like, making money uh, by exploiting someone else's labor. Um, I vehemently disliked Tetris because of its whole framing device. Um, And the fact that it is... Yeah, just, I don't know, it's like... I know it's I know it's a film about a video game, but at the same time, it just it was not treated with the respect I felt it deserved. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let me go back a bit here, Ben, and pick mm. you up on something. You're a film student. Yeah, I know that. I was in some classes with you. Yes, indeed. You don't see a film through, even if it's a bit of a turd. No, really. Yeah. There's, the, there's, the exact more, there's more films that I'll ever be able to watch. Yeah, Why that's did I true. waste my time on oh, something if it's? I mean, I don't reckon I've turned off. Maybe, I think I remember turning off Wings of Desire and thinking, it's a bit slow, I'll get back oh, to it. I never yeah. did. Which is strange, because I hear that's quite a good that's film. That's strange, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but no, I, I would, I'll sit through a, a dog if I have to. Like, if I've started it. Oh, yeah. we have. No, well, this is... We this, have, yes. I've, I've developed my critical acumen to a degree <laughs> that I know within five minutes, five minutes of whether or not a film is good and whether or not I'm... that's going to drag it up. <laughs> yeah, you would have yeah. turned... This isn't my number six, mind you. You would have turned off Final Cut. Remember that film we, yes. we watched? This French zombie film. Mm. You would have been out of there in ten minutes. I was even mm. thinking Merv's going to get up pretty soon. I have to just hold him back because I brought him into this. But that, that film yeah. is terrible for the first 15 minutes. But you find out why later on in the yeah. film. So that sort of film. Yeah, there's something that will drag you back sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. no, it's true. Look, I'm not saying that my system is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But look, it's kept me from, I assume, watching a lot of bad films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it could have kept me from watching a lot of great stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Rolly. Turkeys. Yeah, look, I'm with Ben as mm. well, but I'll take it one step. I actually take it one step further, and I just see less films for fear that, that it might yeah. waste my time and, yeah. and be, be quite bad. So I'll have to at least have a fairly good idea that I'm going to enjoy a film before I even can be bothered to... You're the guy who asks you know me, this about how, me, how long is it? This is why... Yeah, <laughs> not, this is not, why what's I'm, the name of it or who's the director? How long is it? So, But I, I reckon I might have some support from you in this one. Okay. Uh, yep. what, what year was it? 1932? Oh, yeah, we saw this yeah, in the, yeah. the Liberty. Is it? 
We went and saw. Oh, you were there oh, too. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, yep. freaks. Todd Browning was it? Todd, Todd Browning, Browning. Freaks. Yeah. yeah, I've got to. I think I actually read your. And that's at least a pretty short this. film, isn't it? So I think it's, it's just over an fairly hour. short. Yeah. And and like you said, I think in in your blog, shady, the heart's in the right place. Yes. potentially, <laughs> but ultimately, just a very don't say it. Ben. <laughs> ultimately, a very boring kind of dated film that yeah. just doesn't really deserve the cult status that it's got. Yeah, I'd agree. And yeah, I, yeah, maybe it even, yeah. uh, you know, to be cynical about it, maybe the fact that, you know, of the people in it is that being freaks is what has given it its cult status yeah, rather maybe. than mm. anything important that it's got to say on the subject. So, yeah, yeah I just thought it was a bit of a stinker. And would I'd, I'd agree. Recommend. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you, Turkey Merv. As I said, I like a director who, you know, takes a oh, swing, <laughs> but when they fail, they fail. And Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid <laughs> was the most... Also potentially <laughs> mate. Right up here. Right up here, buddy. Fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> the thing yeah. that... See, I mean, there were terrible... Right, Meg 2. Terrible movie. But Me- do you know what? It's Meg 2. Oh, be- best tagline. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Meg 2. New Meg, old chum. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Mr. Carr. I think it was some Polish Mr. film. Mr. What? <laughs> yes. Mr. Carr? It was terrible. All right. Okay. Are this multiple films now? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, what? there are yeah, bad okay. movies. Yeah, preparing the ground. But the reason I hated this one more than just these ones, which were just bad from way to go. Yeah. The first 30 minutes of Bo is Afraid is yeah. great. great. Yeah, you're so right. good. It's yeah, yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. It sets up this amazing <laughs> world. Yes. And, and then it just kind of goes, fuck you. Yeah. And just, it's Look what I can do. Look, look what I can do, guys. Yeah. But you're not fucking getting that. <laughs> no, two fingers up. Yeah. And so, oh, it was. Yeah, I just hated. Yeah. I, I was in the, hate. Was I with the, yes. Were, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we. I think it was another freebie or yeah, something. Luckily, yeah. that's the only benefit of his name. You were ready to go, weren't you? you oh, were I was out. ready to yeah. walk out. Particularly when they went to that fucking. He was Walking starring in the play yeah, about his. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the end bit. Oh. Oh, in the boat, oh, and, the, the and boat everyone's and the, voting ugh. on something or other. <laughs> um, Man, yeah, I, I hated that film. Yeah, and I, and and more so because it was so good at the beginning. And yeah, I thought, oh, this mm. is great. Look at this fucking yeah. mad world he's created. Yeah. And then I said, now where's he gone? Now, yeah, Meg Two. I was now? expecting shit film. It was shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was mm. terrible. Bad. I was like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. this uh, was just. Yeah, I don't know if it was deliberate. It, oh, no, it was I, deliberate. I think it was deliberate. I think it was. It, it was, was very it deliberate. Trying to be a very alienating film. Yeah. Yes. Well, it um, worked. Mm. Which I, I mean, I went and saw yeah. it with some friends, and uh, my, a friend of mine is is was a, like a big fan of it. Like we all agreed, it's like, well, that was very intense. A big fan. But he 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 really liked it. Just one of the uh, film crew guys. Yeah, it was a huge. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, big, big, big fan of it. Wow. Okay. I yeah, like, I mean, boy. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I got quite stoned before I went to the <laughs> And that was a big mistake. <laughs> right. um, that is right. not a chill movie to be high yeah, during. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, no. like, I genuinely felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Yeah, uh, yeah no, fair enough. Yeah, oh, I, I was not stoned and I had that feeling in yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, what wow. a choice. Wow. <laughs> well, Phoenix is, he just went from going, huh, to, huh. Right. Just his right. moaning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, so that that, that surprises me. That, down I mean, he's, I wanted a, to. he's a great actor, and mm. why did he choose? I don't think he did. He was that movie he followed his. Uh, well, you know. I I could see a yeah. way in which that was a very interesting acting exercise. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but I mean, I like I do as much as I didn't like it, and as much as and I think this criticism a lot of people made that like it just feels like this is the notes from his therapy sessions that he's just mm. made a film out of. Yeah. Like, there is something to the fact that it is such a weirdly personal film and yeah. such a, like, here is some, like, neurosis about my relationship with my mum yeah. to you to all to Oh, everybody <laughs> have a chew over that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just didn't care. <laughs> but, it's, but, you know, as you say, it is a director taking a real big swing. Yeah. So he's directed Midsummer and... Um, um, Hereditary. All right, okay. Now, I I was thinking I'd see Midsummer one day, and now I'm not really sure about it. Oh, no, Midsummer's a good film. Midsummer's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a way to turn people off your your work, though, making something like Bo is Afraid. Mm. Because I'm now... Well, I kind of want to see it now, just hearing you guys talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of thinking of rewatching it now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I do... (laughs) 
I also like a director who takes a big swing, and even if, like, I didn't enjoy it, but <laughs> God, it was doing something. And I like it when a mm. film is doing something. He was doing seen everything them? possible to annoy me. <laughs> Have you seen that, that Russian film, Hard to Be a God? No, I haven't. It's it's. I, I've been meaning to oh, watch it. But, there's uh, something to watch just yeah. for that. I've heard that's very squelchy and visceral, oh, yeah. and yeah. just everything's covered in mud and yeah. shit. Yeah, and, and you might be wondering what's the point of yeah. everything after watching that film. <laughs> yeah. But it's worth. Uh, that's the kind of film I would watch instead of Bo Was Afraid for that kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where's this going? Yeah. Um, well, thanks, guys. Before we go, here are par- turkey. Yeah, you. that's mine. Oh, yours as well. So I was afraid. Yeah, oh, okay. right there. Great. Um, I can't go any lower than that. Yeah. Um, let's pause for Parazad's turkey. Here we go. Okay, last but not least, my turkey. Um, I would say that this turkey is not just straight up a bad film. I think it's a film that had the most disappointment for me. And weirdly the most uh, accumulating disappointment. And this was the creator. Um, Last year's sci-fi breakout film, if you want to call it that. Um, It had a lot of promise. The the subject matter about, you know, humans versus AI, what is sentience, what is life, is very much something that science fiction has done before, but is also something that is very much in the public consciousness consciousness now um, in reality. You know, it's something that it, we're starting to see actually become part of daily life. And, yeah, the, the film had a lot of potential to say some really interesting things. And I think at the end of the day, it just ended up very cliched and quite, I don't know, it just felt like it was retreading old ground a lot. Um, and there was a, it felt like a lot of missed potential and missed marks. And, yeah, it was one of those films that I walked out of the cinema thinking I really enjoyed that film. It was actually quite good. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realised just how cliched it was or just how unoriginal it was or just how... Uh, dull parts of it were and and how you know gapingly large the plot holes were and yeah those kind of things just kept accumulating with time so I have to put the creator down as my turkey for 2023 which is disappointing but could have been worse at least it wasn't straight up terrible (laughs) all right that's it that's my roundup for last year um, oh, and I should have said, Happy New Year. Uh, here's to some great movies in 2024. Bye. Okay, now just to recap, uh, five down to one. Ben, what were your top five? Uh, my top five was Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves at number five, May, December at number four, Kills of the Flower Moon at number three, number two was Blackberry, and number one was, of course, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Mm, thank you. Okay, Rolly. Okay, number five, Decadence and Downfall, the world's most expensive party. Number four, first and oh, sorry, last and first men. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, talk to me. Number two, leave the world behind. And number one, dream scenario. Mm, okay, move. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, uh, John Wick Four, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Babylon, and at number one, Oppenheimer. Mm, okay, and mine were number five, The Old Oak. Number four, After Sun. Number three, The Boy and the Heron. Number two, Babylon. And number one, Saltburn. Um, right, guys, well, uh, does anyone have any other notable uh, events from 2023 film? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I did, before we started recording, I, I mentioned mm. that one of my choices was going to be a thing that's not a film. Okay. Uh, which was the, the video game Immortality, which okay. is, um, it's by this guy Sam Barlow, who's made a series of, like, what are called FMV, or full motion video games, uh, which use like actual footage, and so oh, right. the premise of Immortality is it's like it's actually it's kind of it's made up of the story is like there was this woman who was an actress and she was started and then directed like started in two films then directed and started in a third film mm-hmm. but none of these films were ever released and the format of the game is like all of the footage like the rushes of the mm-hmm. takes and like interviews on like late night shows and all this kind of stuff like all the ephemera surrounding these films. Mm. 
and you are sort of going through it like an editor reviewing oh. footage and you're kind of piecing together the story by kind of the way it works is you like focus on an object and it'll show other footage that has oh, that shit. object in it. Wow. But what's really crazy about it and why it stood out to me so much is it like gave me the 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 most intense scare I've ever had in anything since watching The Exorcist as a kid. You're right. Um, which is that after a while of scrolling through footage and you can like kind of scrub forwards and backwards mm-hmm. as you do in your editing, yep. the controller like vibrates as you're like scrubbing through footage and you can, if you like focus on it, you'll the footage will like shift into different footage, which is like so you're watching all of these like takes of scenes Fuck. and then it turns into these two characters who are like standing in the same position as the actors in the previous scene, but who are like like almost naked and in like body paints and they're kind of like these otherworldly creatures mm. and then they're kind of having a conversation which sort of parallels what was going on in the scene but isn't quite what it was about and then like the first time this happened I, I was like what in the world and then one of the characters like oldest trick of the book one of them just turns directly to the camera and starts speaking Ooh, to yeah. you the player <laughs> and it gave me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> in a way that I have not since I was like 12 years old and saw The Exorcist and that like demon face like fades right. into the screen it, it like it unnerved me for a couple of days. How long were you was, playing uh, this particular game for? Well, that and that were you happens. Bent? No, I wasn't. <laughs> that happens about like I don't know an hour or so into oh, it. Right, yeah. But then like okay. it, it's it's it is like a so huge you're amount of by that stage. Yeah, oh yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Um, oh. But um, but yeah, it's like I mean it's it's kind of like three feature length films worth of footage you go right. through. Um, that sounds like yeah. fun. Yeah. It's, so um, the it's ultimate really... aim is to to edit. The films well, no, you don't even really edit a film together. It's uh, the okay. ultimate aim is just kind of discovering the story. You kind yeah, of like okay. finish it when you decide you've seen everything you need to see. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What? How are you playing it on a PC? Uh, it's on PC. It was on Xbox. I think it was on Xbox Games Pass. I don't think it is hmm. anymore. I think it's probably around like thirty or forty dollars to hmm. get a copy of it. And yeah, very wow. very interesting. Great. Uh, yeah, okay. very interesting. Oh, cool. Thank you. Uh, lads, any other comments? Have you sort of, you've clocked off. You're hanging out. Back there, right? <laughs> All back, right. Relaxing. Nice one. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, and Parazad in, in, in the other place, wherever you are. And um, talk to you again very soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.